Hey there, everybody. Kevin here, just jumping in at the beginning to let you know what you're going to be hearing this week, because this is not a normal episode like we would usually put out. Uh, but instead, uh, Bennett and I decided to take a little break this week, get a little bit of rest and recuperation, and put out, for all you over here on the regular feed, one of our patron-only bonus episodes that we do every month over on Patreon.com. Uh, you can check them all out there. But uh, people enjoyed so much the episode that we did covering uh, Michael Knowles and Dave Rubin sitting down to talk about the book 1984, which we are convinced neither of them actually read, uh, that uh, we decided we put it out over on the regular feed for all to hear. Uh, we uh, are going to be do putting the other half, the second half of it out, um, in a few weeks when Benedict is going to be going on vacation. Uh, he's going to Japan for a couple of weeks, so we decided rather than record a whole bunch of stuff ahead of time, you know, we deserve a little bit of break uh, every now and then. We got a break this week, with, although we didn't really get a break because we still recorded another patron-only bonus episode this week, uh, which was Michael Knowles Book Club with Ted Cruz, pretending they had read Brave New World. So that's up uh, over for the patrons over there. You can check that out if you're a patron. But we are uh, excited for you all to hear this, and we do hope you enjoy. should write a book, Fry. People need to know about the Can Eat More. I'm getting this book on UFOs. Did you know they're real? But there's a huge comic conspiracy to cover it up. Oh, that's just a paranoid fantasy. I want to be a book that you can pick me up, flip through my pages, make sure nobody drew wieners in me. Welcome to Patreon Only Bonus Episode for the what month, month of... What month Yeah, August. Month of some month. It's a month of the you month. You know, the ancient Romans <laughs> did not believe <laughs> that months truly ended They the did not have a couple months, I think. Yep, July Probably. and August. Yep. Actually, July and August didn't exist to the Romans, so, you well, know, you're lucky you're getting a Patreon Certainly not, because... <laughs> One of the, they, I'm pretty sure they didn't come up with August until a certain guy. Until um, Augustus. Probably July also. Until, Ju until Julius, mm, yeah. Wouldn't imagine predates yeah. the Romans. No, both uh, correct. But yes, as Benedict is uh, implying, we are aware. I think I more than implied it. I think <laughs> I, I strongly said it. I apologize. As I said on the regular episode that's coming out after this will, um, uh, I had just been swamped with work. Like I, it's Wednesday and I've already billed 40 hours for the week. Uh, and, uh, it's been insane. So I have not been able to break away to go see Barbie. And I think at this point, it's almost like, uh, you know, okay. If any of the patrons, if you reach out and you tell us you want that Barbie episode, if you want me to go see Barbie and do the Ben Shapiro video, we'll still do it. If you tell us you want it. Yeah. Otherwise having prepared for today's episode. I think you might be happier with what we're about to present. This is going to be fun. Oh, it's this is so good. This is genuinely this is so good. And there's, there's several of these that I think will be fun. I, I, and I think one of them you're going to have to read a book for. I think you finally Which need one? to read fucking Atlas Shrugged. I think no, you need to do it. I won't. I really think you do. You at least need to read this. Oh, God. We'll, we'll, we'll debate about it off the air. Okay. But so anyways, what we are doing today is we went back to the depths of PragerU uh, where they have a show on uh, the PragerU service system. What is it exactly? What would you describe uh, it as? Website. Web <laughs> website is probably <laughs> most accurate, if I'm being honest about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but they, on PragerU, have a show hosted by Mr. Michael Knowles called The Book Club with Michael Knowles. I think we Are talked about it in the past. Making it? I didn't, I definitely didn't, or I had definitely forgotten that this existed. Well, let me look. When was the most recent one? So the most recent one, the top one on their list is The Fountainhead with Andy Puzder. And does it tell me when? It says August 15th, 2023. So just yeah, last it's month. A, it, it's monthly, yeah. Yeah, so they still have books coming out. So lots of great content. I love it. Great. Uh, but we have decided, uh, we had to pick one, a book that both me and Benedict had read. So that okay. we know what is going on. And I had shows. read many more of the books than Kevin. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Like a lot. Of, like they're doing like fucking. Uh, I mean, like yeah, I've yeah. read Leviathan Macbeth. in yeah. poli sci in college, but 
I don't remember. I, I, I remembered enough of it to get an A on the test in that class uh, when we had, like, okay, here's the thing. Mr. I'm smart. Like, I'm bragging. I, here's the thing. I want to say about Leviathan. This is just on the list. But, like, I think that Republicans think, like, a whole poli-sci class would be devoted to Leviathan, like Hobbes, when in reality, like, you had to read that for one week. Like, it was oh, a yeah. class w- topic for one week. And yeah, then yeah. you never really had to touch it again. And the only thing you ever did with it on exams was compare it to other material. To Locke, yeah. Right. Like that, <laughs> that, like that's, and also, you know, Republicans think that like college exams are multiple choice fill in the bubble type shit. They don't understand that that's not how college works. But anyways, none of that matters. We are doing um, today. Go ahead. Go, no, you go ahead. We are doing today. I'm, I'm overexcited. I'm jumping the gun. The episode <laughs> where they cover 1984. By George Orwell, aka Eric Blair. If you're mm-hmm. in the, if you know, you know. Uh, but uh, the special guest who sits down with Michael Knowles to talk about 1984 is Dave Motherfucking Rubin, <laughs> who has never read a book in his life. And I'm telling you, I'm not sure he read the book for this. I'm sure. I'm that's not true. sure he did. Okay. And let me tell you, I have never because I I've watched this. Benedict has not watched it. I have watched it. I am always blind reacting because I'm naturally funny. I think Kevin, it's a nice so mix when one witty. of us, yeah, yeah, when one of us is as prepared and the other one is more blind reacting. I think it's yeah. a nice mix. Yeah. But uh, uh, I have never seen more in my life two people who do, do not understand when someone is talking about them. Uh-huh. They do not understand that the book is a, okay. It's not exclusively about them, right? It's mostly about Stalinism. But no, yeah, it's about Stalin, and they, and and it is a critique from the left of Stalin, oh, right? It's oh, a, it's a democratic. Do you think that at any critique. point they would address the fact that Eric Blair, aka George Orwell, is a socialist? I do. do you think, think they would address that at, at some all. point? No, I think they will skip no. over it, wave no. at the idea as it goes. They by. don't even wave. It is non-existent. <laughs> it is not present. It is not brought up at any point. <laughs> It is so uh, amazing. This I might be what so give me, gives me my joy back. So uh, if you're listening and you're excited, uh, pause now. Go read 1984, which neither yep. of us did. I no. uh, <laughs> actually. I will know, say it's been a while since I read it, so I do have us, the Wikipedia yeah. article open just so that I can refer to it. I mean, like the, I have read it, I promise. When I, I remember reading 1984, I think the last time I read it was when I was still a right-wing shitbag. I'm oh, pretty fun. sure that was the context in which I read it. Um, and yeah, so this'll be fun. Let's get going, Benedict. Let's, do it. Let's, Let's jump in and see how this goes. Um, my consistent position is that you're not allowed funky jazz. Yeah. Not allowed funky jams. Not allowed anything with a, a, a swinging beat, brother. Welcome back to the book club. I'm Michael Knowles. The book this month, very timely, 1984 by George Orwell. How is the volume, by the way? Uh, It's maybe a tiny bit loud. Because it varies from video to video, so it's hard for me to always prepare. I think that's okay. I think it's okay. I'm going to turn it down just a smidge because it's also a little hard for me to hear you. Okay. But first, in our fast-paced world, it is tough to make reading a priority. We all know that. Well, at least... What do you think he's about to do? I think he is either going to do an ad for um, podcasts, for other Daily Wire podcasts or whatever, or Preggy, or I think he might do, and I don't remember what it's called. Is it like Blinkist or something? He's good. He's going to do an ad for that, like, read summaries of classics in two He's minutes. He's going to do an ad for a knockoff version of Blinkist. Okay. <laughs> well, at least it used to be, but at thinker.org. Thinker! Thinker, spelled T H I N K R. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly what it is. It's so good. Great. They summarize the key ideas from new and noteworthy nonfiction, giving you access to an entire library of great books in bite-sized form. You can read or listen Pause to it. hundreds of titles in a matter of. If you're too stupid to digest a real book. <laughs> Okay, not to so, disparage. I just, I hate this. Cause it's yes, either I know, because you have done a hot take on how much you just, hated it before. Just don't bother. It's fine. Like, nobody's forcing you to read books. If you want to read the books, great, read the books. If you want to sound smart at a dinner party, you don't have to pretend you've read, the, read books. So, and here's the thing about Thinker. 
Uh, I'm fairly sure. I can't find any information like anyone talking about it because I'm pretty sure it doesn't matter. But it appears to be, to me, uh, a right-wing version of Blinkist. Uh, cool. Because I have their history page pulled up to see what uh, books they have on offer. Uh, they start off with Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. Then The That's Federalist fine. Papers. Uh, Intellectuals by Paul Johnson. Okay. Uh, the, the Black Swan uh, by Nassim uh, Taleb. Uh, then they go on to like the God Equation by Michio Kaku, which is weird. That one's a that weird one. Weird. But it, like it all, a lot of it skews very much to the right. Like uh, they have on their first page here, the right side of history, which, as we know, is not a history book because we no. read it. It is not a history book at all. It's very strange. It's a bunch of weird stuff on there. They have from featured on the PragerU book club as well. So. Uh, of course. Old classics like Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People to recent bestsellers like Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life. If you want to challenge your perceptions, if... By the way, that is probably, in the span of a few minutes, the best way to consume 12 Rules for Life. Yep. <laughs> Just literally want to expand your that's it. horizons. Most importantly, if you want to sound smart at parties... So, ah, that's the real answer, isn't it? That's what it is. That's what it's all about. If you want to sound smart at parties, that's the that's real it. goal. Most important. Sounding smart, not being smart. That's I, what's important. I just gave that as an example of why you shouldn't bother. <laughs> you are a psychic. Go to thinker.org. That is T-H-I-N-K-R.org. No E. No time for that. To start a free trial and put your mind in motion. Here to help me understand the world we're living in. I'm sorry, I mean 1984 by George Orwell. The great so, starting <laughs> off there, they bring My in their first... The, the premise that is going to underlie the entirety of their analysis of 1984... It's, it's just like today. It's just like today! Yep. We're living in 1984! Deeply I mean, boring. I mean... Uh, uh, someone wrote an article about how you might have some bad books on your bookshelf. Real example they use towards the end of this video. Great. We live in, it's like memory holing. It's the yep. same thing. The great Dave Rubin. Dave, thank you for being here. No, okay, here. pause oh, it's it. good to be with you. Are you We're mad already that they said about, the great? <laughs> I am, yes. We're already, this is already a fiction podcast. Yeah. With you, I mean, that is not a joke. What you just started there—it's uh, serious. This is the okay, world sorry, we are I didn't realize in. we'd invited a Babylon B commentator on to talk about. <laughs> the fucking book. Uh, I want you to. I tell was me. thinking of calling you Winston, and you can call me Winston <laughs> yeah. throughout this. We should just call. I uh, had wished that one of them would be Winston and one of them would be Julia, and this would turn into a hardcore scene. Just not everybody is Winston. Like, there's only one Winston in the book. What are you talking True. about? <laughs> um, you know that is the thing. Is like. Well, no, that is the thing. Like, the, the right part of part of it, part of the appeal, is, um, and, and I think I experienced this when I was a right wing shitbag. Is every individual who believes what we believe is the protagonist, even though yeah. you're mainly just sheep following a leader. Like everyone's a protagonist because their mm -hmm. idea of individualism is very different than ours. Mm -hmm. Is is something I think I picked up on a lot. Like, our idea of individualism is, you know, you're the protagonist of your own story. Their idea is much more, more there is one story of history, and there are protagonists of it, mm -hmm. I think. Eh, just me shooting off at the cuff. Let's call each other Winston. We are living Because in, we're all Winston now. Yes. Winston, the protagonist of 1984. Tell me if this sounds to you yes. like a paragraph of a novel or like a news story about our world right now. Wait, before... Benedict, I want you to answer this question when he's done. It was a bright, cold day in April, and the clocks were striking 13. Does that sound like something that could be happening now? Yes. Whoa. Yes, it does, Michael. Psychic. He was prescient, Benedict. Yeah. <laughs> Before you even read the quote, you could literally pick any quote <laughs> yes. from the book. Literally any quote, Benedict. No, you couldn't. No, you couldn't. That is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, yeah, you obviously weirdo. he's doing hyperbole, but it's very dumb. It's very... The fact that this is the way they are presenting the book. For people... I mean, I, I'm sure plenty of our listeners haven't read 1984. You're not dumb for having not read 1984. You no. just didn't go to high school in the United States if you didn't read 1984. Or the point. UK. Yeah, because it's like mandatory reading in high school. Like, junior year, I think, is when we had to read it. 
Um, but the basic premise, I guess we should give out the basic premise, right? Is that there's a guy named Winston Smith who lives in a futuristic totalitarian dictatorship, uh, which is modeled after the UK, because that's where uh, Orwell was from. Um, and it's uh, an allegory for a futuristic technological form of Stalinist totalitarianism. Uh, he lives in an apartment that has a TV screen that also watches him. He's not allowed to turn the volume down or turn it off. Uh, he lives on like uh, shitty rations and the cigarettes suck and the gin is bad and all this and that and not. Uh, Everything's bad. And the ordinary people are called proles. Mm -hmm. Proles. The proletariat. Yes, the proletariat. Another thing they are going to gloss and, over. And, and it's, it's, it's basically they have three, I think it's three layers of party membership. Um, and the proles don't actually engage with politics really at all. They're just given like bread and circuses by the party leadership. Exactly. Yes. Um, uh, but then there's the, there's the outer party, the inner party, and I forget the exact terminology. But essentially, there's like Winston, who's like the the uh, most simplistic layer of party membership. Then there's the party leadership, and then there's the people around Big Brother who actually like run the country. Yes, he Winston Smith is a bureaucrat who works in the Ministry of Information. Is it the Mini True? The Mini Ministry there's Mini True, Mini Love. Yes, um, but he works in Mini True. He works in Mini True. I'm pretty sure, unless that's yeah. I forget which ones are which. But his job is basically looking through old documents, old information, old news articles, and cutting out and memory holing, that's what they call the thing mm -hmm. that he places it into, information which the party now deems to not be real, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's a, it's like a direct allegory for Stalin. Like, it's literally like literally what Stalin did. Stalin like, having people taken out of photographs with yeah, him who he had exactly. killed. Like, that's what yeah. it is. Um, <laughs> And so he uh, meets a woman named Julia. Uh, they go on uh, to form. Uh, they're both parts of what's I think it's the Junior Anti-Sex League or something like that. Uh, yeah. Something. I but they fuck a lot. So. But they end up fucking a lot and falling for each other. Yeah. Uh, and there is uh, an individual who they are all directed hate to hate. Uh, Emmanuel Goldstein. Is who is a, Trotsky? Who is supposed to be Trotsky? Yes. Um, and uh, the stand-in for Trotsky. I mean, like, come on. The guy Harry. wrote, like, three books that are the same thing. Uh, Animal Farm <laughs> is the same fucking analogy, right? Yeah. Uh, well, he was a trot. That's why. <laughs> I mean, like... <laughs> exactly. Uh, but so, uh, the, uh, Emmanuel Goldstein supposedly wrote this book that reveals the real truth of the world. Uh, and it reveals that, you know, most people live in poverty and that the party is lying to you, yada, yada, yada. They go in search of it. As it turns out, the guy who Winston is seeking... Uh, who is, uh, you know, supposedly on Winston's side is going to give him this book and give him this information. He's actually a party insider. Uh, he's part of the mini love, which is basically the secret no, police. No, sorry. You're, you've, Did I get it backwards? Uh, uh, no, no, no. You're right. It's just O'Brien uh, is the guy who is pretending to guide him towards Goldstein. Yeah. And he's basically a narc. So he's yeah. like, oh, there's a bigger conspiracy. Like, we'll, we'll. So O'Brien is the guy, but he's a he's a double agent basically who's trying right. to root out people that are unhappy with Big Brother by trying to pretend to lead them towards Goldstein. But then once they actually go to that place, then they arrest them and and torture them basically. Yes, and they torture Winston because his greatest fear is rats. They put a cage or they threaten to. I think he they he like gives up. No, they do they it. They put, put it a on. cage. Yeah, they don't actually do it, but they put yeah. a cage and the rats are like scratching and right. it basically has to disavow Julia and they both disavow each other cuz they're both tortured in different ways and then they meet at the end and there's nothing between them basically because yes. and then I think he gets shot in the back of the head at the end and but dies loving Big Brother. I thought at the end he was sitting like on a park bench and it was just said that like his execution was coming up in a few weeks or something. I don't remember. Uh, Okay, I might maybe I misremembered, but yeah. I my the implication is that he's about to die anyway. Yes, anyway. and it ends with uh, the the phrase that everyone always copies, which is I, I actually I don't have the exact phrase in front of me, but I probably should have that. He loves Big Brother. Yes, I love Big Brother. Yeah. Uh, so that is a, a general synopsis of 1984. Uh, there are literally, you know, hundreds of thousands of pages people have written about 1984 analysis of the text. None of it comes anywhere close to what we're going to hear from Knowles. No. <laughs> and I said before, I, I mean, I think 1984 is a fine book. I think Orwell's nonfiction is much better than his fiction. Uh, I mean, I, I, I always reference uh, my favorite is Keep the Aspered Astra Flying. Um, yep. Because I associated with the sort of middle class malaise that I think. Um, yeah. Oh, I, 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 like, I like Rhodes Wigan Peter. Um, 
because it's basically like the one stop. book he wrote before he became a socialist no no it's like his that's his stop romanticizing the working class they have their problems too like just stop being an annoying middle class socialist yeah. basically is the thrust <laughs> of road to wigan theater anyways uh let's get in and hear the insanity that is ahead let's of do us. it and it is applicable now so whatever you're gonna you're say right. no, you're right. i am gonna agree but i will jump off. I've noticed this one actually, some people have been picking up on this. 1984 is having a sort of renaissance these days. Every record has been destroyed or falsified. It's a high school text. It's not having a renaissance. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) I mean, maybe uh, it's one of those things. It's it's definitely having a conservative renaissance. It's not having a renaissance. Conservatives have been saying we're living in 1984 since I was fucking, well, probably before I was fucking born. Since 1948. Yeah. Every book has been rewritten. Every picture has been repainted. Every statue and street and building has been renamed. Every date has been altered. And that process is continuing day by day and minute by minute. History has stopped. Nothing exists except an endless present in which the party is always right. That's... Very much not what has happened. Well, Benedict, you know, um, I didn't go to the Chicago Institute of uh, is it Institute of Art. I forget what it's called. I don't remember. When I was uh-huh. up there a few weeks ago. Uh, but I'm sure if I had gone inside, I would find that every picture had been repainted. Yep. Um, and if I stepped outside, I would find that all the streets Every building rebuilt. Uh, you know, there's there's no more uh, first streets in any the city. The bean would be gone. Renamed. Yes. Uh, it's obvious just bullshitting. It's bullshitting. Yeah. They're referencing something that has happened, which is people don't want to keep the names of racists and bigots on things yeah, anymore. Yeah, so this this was from July 2020, which yes, is when this should, should frame the conversation of, like, people were mad about Confederate statues and uh-huh. bigots and all these things. Height of the, well, probably just, just before, just after the height of the BLM protests. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, and, uh, but to these guys. So this guys, is literally a reactionary video to that. that very like, literally. That, that is the framing of, yep. of this. Sounds like life on Twitter. Yes. Sounds well, like life on Twitter. Precisely. Twitter. Not the real world. Yes, I know. <laughs> right? I mean, an endless present. And that was part of what the system was trying to do. The Ministry of Truth and Winston worked there, and he was one of the people that was basically using language yeah. to confuse people. He was—he wasn't using language to confuse people. He was literally a functionary who just threw stuff in a garbage bin. No, it's true. I mean, they were rewriting the rules of grammar, so I think um, that wasn't his job, though. No, that wasn't but what it, he did. It, it, it is the Ministry of Truth's job, and the the news speak is a means of controlling people because. The idea is that you take away people's capacity to even express rebellious ideas. Yeah. So there is there is something to that. It's just not what's happening on Twitter. Right. Drawing an analogy to um, people don't want you using racist or bigoted terms anymore is uh, not exactly the same. Not exactly the same. Also, you're free to say the fucking word. You just have to yeah. deal with the consequences. Yeah. We're just going to call you an asshole. Yeah. He was intentional. I mean, that was the whole purpose of all of this was to get people to question everything, right? Well, what, is, get... what is two plus? Was that the purpose? No, no it was the. It was to the... prevent them from questioning anything. Exactly. Exactly. It's exactly, the exact exactly. opposite of what Ruben it's said. It's the exact opposite. It's two equal again. I mean, th- it, this was the yeah. ultimate purpose. I, I want to get to this language point because yeah. I think yeah. this is the rookie. I'll just a quick summary for those of you who haven't read it yet. And if anyone That's hasn't it, read it, I guess you're getting the real life experience of it, but it's still worth reading to help you understand, especially your world right now. If you only experienced 1984 through this PragerU video, I feel so bad for you. Yeah. Like that would be horrifying. It's about Winston. As you say, Winston is this guy. He's living in a totalitarian state called Oceania. Yep. It's all run by one party. He's in the outer party. He's still in the party, but he's in the outer mm-hmm. party. There's the inner party that really runs things. He works at the Ministry of Truth. What does the Ministry of Truth do? Spreads lies. Spreads lies. Rewrites the past. Branding. Oh, it's, it's, all about branding. it's all about branding. It's all about branding. It's just branding, Benedict. That's what they did. They have this area where they torture political dissidents. What's it called? The Ministry of Love. Mm-hmm. And they're, the, the 
totalitarian government is referred to as Big Brother. Big mm -hmm. Brother is always watching you through screen. No, Big Brother is an individual who is supposed to be the figurehead. Who yeah. Is supposed, who but is supposed you... to be believed by the people to be a real person, even though yeah. he might not be. But we don't know. Yeah. Screens through TV cameras, always monitoring you. Winston has this sort of illegal love affair with this girl, Sorry, Julia. Sorry, we should mm -hmm. say as well that nobody they're... mentioned, I don't think that Winston's uh, house has a little nook where he can do stuff that the camera can't see. Right. It's right. like and a so, tiny nook, which is that's what begins his rebellion as he starts doing things in the nook. He keeps little that the cam there. Yeah, because ca you're not allowed to record history in any unofficial way. So he's keeping a little journal. They're just trying to escape this modern totalitarian madness. Finally, they're caught out. Doesn't end well Does for not them. end well for him. And then as you just alluded to at the very end, and they're torturing him and torturing him and trying to break his spirit and trying to break his mind. How do they do it? He fears rats, and they put basically a contraption on him with rats. It's just like Twitter. Do you think the people who came up... <laughs> good point. Do you think the people who came up with the Saw movies got the idea from the rat cage Possibly. in a little bit? They yeah, probably good. Trying to, in effect, get him to sort of out the, himself and her and the people that are, that are rebelling, in essence, and this is what I'm saying. Dave just sounds like he's read a Wikipedia summary. That's not, I mean, you know, it's it's a little like what we were saying, but it's not quite right. Like, it's 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 kind of right, but it's not quite right. Yeah, and he's getting all these details wrong, which are just like, if you uh, sort uh, well, of read a summary. I mean, the point of it isn't to have him out people. It's to have him believe he is evil. Right. for for doing it so that's that's what the torture is for it's to break him to the point where he's like i was wrong big brother is the truth the way the god whatever and like everything i thought was right is wrong like that's that's the point of the torture it's not to get a confession because yeah. anyone can confess under torture but it's to break him is oh the and, and they're gonna bring up the two plus two equals five thing here in a minute amazing um and, and they completely misunderstand that right they yep. think that the uh, they because they're basing it off of the right-wing meme of the one person who tweeted that and had like 14 views of that tweet until some right-wing outlet picked it up yeah. and then pushed it out to all their fucking followers when in reality what it is is it is to get winston to subjugate himself to the party it's not a yep. literal telling him that two plus two equals five also it's a fun thing about language we'll talk about when they start talking about it uh, but two plus two could equal five if words were just defined differently. And since we yep. control language, we can define words however we want. It's fun. Yeah, you can and round he four basically up to five. Yeah. Points to her and, and causes them to put the rat trap on her. And nope, you didn't read the book, Dave, because no, she doesn't he, get the rat trap. She doesn't. He is willing for her to receive. He's willing, the rat but trap. Dave just said that they he gets yep. them to put it on her. No, he doesn't. Yeah. Sells That's her sort of what we're dealing with right now. Well, I mean, is and it? There's also How is that this, what this... we're dealing with? I don't know. Maybe uh, this is 2020. What would be fresh in their minds about it? When did Michael Cohen sell out Trump? Was that before 2020? I don't know. I don't know. Point. Once he says, go get her, go yeah. get her. There's this intellectual admission where they say, what is two plus two? Yeah. And what is two plus two and is two four. Plus, yeah, no. No. Five. You have to say, you have to believe the two plus two equals five. No, what it comes down to is he says it's whatever you tell me it is. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, but Look, he does believe that. I think. He does, yeah, it is about believing it, but but it's about believing whatever Big Brother tells you it yeah. to believe. That's yeah. They they are taking it far more literally. Everything. It's so bizarre to see this um, right now because, or to read this. So I originally read the book. I think I was in eleventh grade. So yeah. We know Dave because you went to high school in the United States. Yeah. Long, this is like 92 or something like that, 93. It's a long time ago. And then I reread it over the last couple months. And, you know, on Twitter, it's, it's not a short that long book. Of a book. He could have read it in like a week if he yeah. tried. You could have read it over a period of two nights in a nice bath. Like that. Yeah. That's he doesn't have a real job. Like he does he what doesn't. we do on the side. But with less <laughs> preparation. <laughs> it's like everything that we're seeing, nothing means anything anymore. The way words are constantly used, or everything that we hear Sorry, without making it. this too. 
the way words are constantly used, you know, that really fucks up our perception. That's where, because in, in Dave's mind, he's still thinking of the 2 plus 2 equals 5. Well, because in Dave's mind, he doesn't know what words mean. Yes, that is also You correct. know, the way words are constantly they're used. Not, they're when, not words, uh, man. They're really just ideas. They're, just, uh, they're words and ideas, and how do we express ideas without now, words? if you tell me that words <laughs> are things with meanings... <laughs> Then I would tell you that I want to sleep with my daughter. Two. Somehow Jordan Peterson came into the room. I don't know. Yeah, they keep him in a closet. Seems like he would be. Yeah. yeah. Political to the day right now. It's hard so hard much not of to. you know it is hard not to, but so much of what we hear about from the left is exactly what 1984 is about. So <laughs> we're. Name one. Name one example. He's about to give you examples, Benedict. He's about to give you examples, and they're so bad. Let's go. They're such bad examples. It's so good. Let's go. Let's do it. Words are violence now. Words are violence now. But violence is not violence. These are violence violence is is not violence. Benedict, uh, I don't know if you know this, but violence still violence. violence. (laughs) Still violence. But words, uh, uh, you understand it. Uh, when people say words are violence, they're they're speaking metaphorically. They're speaking in the fact that words can be used to attack others, and that words, in fact, can hurt others, mm-hmm. especially people who are vulnerable. That's what we're talking about when uh, words are called violence. Uh, I, no I tell you what, thi- no one thinks that you can actually use a word to pierce someone's skin. Dave, I would get close to it with Dave Rubin. I will say, like, <laughs> if I, my words would be pretty fucking violent. I will tell you that much. I, I will that, sharpen my rapier wit just in case I ever meet Dave Rubin. <laughs> they create to actually make us question everything. And then once you question everything, well, then gender is up for question. And again, Dave, it's not about questioning Their brother everything. was not trying to make everyone question everything. He was, exactly, exactly. They were trying to enforce conformity with the ideology that was pushed from the party. Almost like, I don't know, let's say a state decided to rewrite a bunch of textbooks and kick out a bunch of stuff that they didn't like in those textbooks, even though it was true, because it might hurt some fifis of some people who didn't agree with that version of reality. Maybe that'd be an idea of this thing that you're talking about, Dave. Yeah. And all of the things that should be settled are no longer settled. And then what I completely forgot about that I found was interesting is that one of the things that they're also trying to sort of untie that the ministry of of truth is trying to untie is the idea of time and it does feel like right now that time feels a little weird it's partly because of the lockdown i think he just picks that up because the time period that the book takes place in um is is peak lockdown well it's vague like so obviously 1984 the book is set in but there's implications in the book that that's not actually what year it is. Yeah. Like that, it, I don't, maybe that's what Dave's getting at, but Dave's a dumb dumb, so I have no idea. Down partly because, you know, we're, we're trapped at home, we're all on social media, but doesn't time feel mm. sort, of, sort of strange right now? Like anything could happen at any given minute. Right. And I think that all leads to a sort of, well, sick society where two plus two eventually will be five if they just tell you. There are... Who is fucking with Dave's sense of time? I the lockdown. Also, no, no, like, this is 2020. This is before lockdown. No, 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 that's lockdown. Well, I thought that March, was 2021. March Am I just fucking up? Has, have, has my sense of time gotten so fucked up? I think so. Up, Dave was know? right. Sorry, Dave. We apologize. <laughs> On this occasion, we do have shit. To hand it fucking to. Dave Rubin was right. <laughs> oh no, world is collapsing. But, okay, here's two plus two thing. is five, Benedict. But here's the other thing, right? And this is a. Uh, uh, a fun question. Why do they think that two plus two equals four? Oh, because they don't understand that it's just a, a arbitrary decision uh, yeah. to name that certain integer four, or to count things in whole integers, or whatever. Right. Like, not that I'm saying, or that, that the base two ten system is arbitrary. It's primarily based on the fact that humans have five digits on each hand, generally yeah. speaking. Like, but two plus two equals four, like two plus two equals five. And this is a very non-philosophical, simplistic explanation, explanation that's purely mathematical. But you could round down 2.4 plus 2.4, and that gives you 4.8, which you would round up to five. So like, you know, it's, it's silly, but There's a like, whole bunch can, of, yeah. yeah. It's silly. There are so many of these contradictions or absurdities that come Say up. Say another I one. Mean, the three. Slogans of the party that you've always got to repeat. They've got it on the back of the book right here. Make America great again. Mm -hmm. Build the wall. Keep America great. Build the wall. Lock her up. 
Yeah. I don't know. Just thoughts. I don't know where that came from. Uh-huh. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. This could be the chance of protesters that we see marching all around the West. Quite literally. He's talking about Black Lives Matter, who, of course, of course, would be chanting uh, ignorance is strength. Yeah, that, that's right. That's Obviously. right. That's reality. And also, not like there's a phrase in English as it exists that is ignorance is bliss. Like, <laughs> not that that's a thing that already exists in a different way. Literally, I mean, one of the things that I talk about all the time now is that it's the anti-racists mm. who are the racists. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> that line right there, that got me when I watched this the first time through, because that is two people completely not understanding that they are who Orwell is writing about. That is them not understanding that the book's about them. I wish all these anti-racists would just shut up. That's so good. Jesus. It's so good. Right. Wow. Right. If you yeah. if all the people that are running around now procla- proclaiming that the rest of us are racists, they're the ones that are pushing racism into society every right. everywhere. They're the ones that are saying black people should have special dorms and that white people. That is a reference, of course, to a story we've talked about, which was a dorm on a college, which was a special setup for an affinity group is an affinity group. It right. was just because they, they share experiences and. They're an affinity group, and that's what that is. People shouldn't, you know, be uh, be allowed to have certain jobs, or that they shouldn't be considered equally. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are racist notions. So we live in a time where everything has been flipped, and for the few of us, pause that. that because the real racism is against white people. That's true, and also uh, none of this has anything to do with Orwell. No, it doesn't. Not even like the slightest. Well, I mean, they're going back to the three slogans, right? They're trying to tie it into that. But I don't think they really understand what those three slogans are about. And the fact that those three slogans are directly related to Stalinism, because that's what the entire book is an analogy for. And they were very directly aimed at the, the Communist Party of Russia and Joseph Stalin. Yeah, and not for nothing. It was about. written in 1948, yeah. like well after the Yeah. At, uh, have a little bit of the spark of Winston. It's like, how do you make sure you're not one of the people who at the end is going two plus two equals five? I'm not sure. I, I will tell you one other thing. I'm actually watching. Okay. Dave thinks that there are people at the end of the book who weren't going two plus two equals five. There are no people in that book who win. No one. That big brother. Wins. Yeah. Big, okay. Big brother. Maybe. But okay. And the pros. Because you know they're, they're separate from it. I just realized that, yeah, Dave wants to be the boot. Dave does yep. want to be the boot. <laughs> Stamping on a thousand faces forever. Yep. Watching The Handmaiden's Tale yep. right now? Did you watch? Okay, Handmaid's so Dave's Tale. been watching The Handmaid's Tale. No, no, Dave's been watching The Handmaiden's Tale. It's I know, completely different. I know. Um, I'm not sure if Dave knows that that is also based on a book. I'm not, I'm not aware if he knows that. It's certainly not clear to me that he knows what it's about. Uh-huh. Let's see. Let's see. You watch it, by I, I did. I've seen some of it. Not the so, whole thing. so I'm watching it right now, and the parallels to 1984 are absolutely right. incredible because this. Yes, interesting. Because she wrote it after 1984 and well, had a similar theme. Also, who do you think that's fucking about? But, so yes, if, yes. If we can draw parallels, these these are not mysteries, people. <laughs> the people who wrote both of these books, George and Margaret, have both spoken about what they meant. They did not hide their intents <laughs> from anyone. No. Because it's Margaret, right? Margaret, Margaret Atwood. Atwood yeah. 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 Why did I think it was something else with them for a moment? No, you're right. This is exactly uh, what the main character June is going through, and it's so fun. No, it's not. It's very different. Yeah. They are very different because one had at its target Stalinism, and the other had as its target right wing Christianity. Yeah. They are going through very different things. Yep. One. I mean, similar totalitarian. I, I will grant him that. Totalitarian. Era, yeah. There's there's a, uh, a totalitarian. Wow, you fucked that up. There's a totalitarian. But they, I think, in one of the points that you could draw from those two books, and also the history of totalitarianism, is that totalitarianism takes different flavors. Yep. It is usually unique to the country and culture from which it springs. Mm-hmm. So funny because the show came out a couple of years ago and everyone kept saying this is what's happening in Trump's America. Yeah. Except I'm watching it now in the midst of 
you know, what's happening with Black Lives Pulls Matter it. and everything else. And it's like, no, it's all Pulls it the left. It's this. Which he has not, not seen the show. He has not seen well, the show. Okay, that's fine. But also, at the time this was filmed, whose America was that? Like, if you're like, oh, this is all the left. It's still Trump's fucking America, dickhead. Okay, but what is he talking about? Yeah, it's that The Handmaid's Tale is the left. What? Is he talking about? He has not seen the show. I am 100% convinced he has not seen the show. He has not read the book. He did not even bother to glance at the Wikipedia page. He has no fucking clue. This America. This America. It's not Trump that's doing this. It's the other guys that are doing this. So how? With what power? um, The party told you uh, yada, yada, yada. There's some words there. Who knows what they mean? It's also funny that all these people are like making the same point. Like, ooh, it's, it's like 1984. Like, how do you know? Oh, because Michael Knowles said it on a podcast. It's so like, funny yeah. that, that literally... They're all sheep repeating the same line. <laughs> They're doing a 1984. Dave Rubin and Michael Knowles are working in the Ministry of Truth. They are the party telling you not to believe what you see or what you hear. It's so fucking ridiculous. Who are you going to believe? Me? Or People, you can this? read this book and compare yeah. it to the world. <laughs> but they're so reliant on the fact that None of their listeners are going to go read the book after no. watching this. No. They're going to tell people at parties that they read the book, though, and be surprised that no one thinks they're very intelligent or very yep. smart. <laughs> I think more than anything else, there's a beautiful thing when you read a, a work of fiction when you can go, holy cow. This was not only, it must have been true or true enough to have made sense when it was written. What, what year was the book written? Like, the book was, ri- I guess, written in 1948, published, I think, in 1949. Okay. Yes, because it was written about Stalinism. Yeah. Okay, so 49. I mean, think about that. 70 plus years ago. Um, but yet feels like literally everything we're going through right now. Yeah. That, that's an incredible feels like everything we're going yeah, through right now. Not, no empirical av- You could feel that 2 plus 2 equals 5, Dave. It doesn't make it true. You know, I think there's a famous phrase. Um, Facts don't goes, care about your feelings? No, no, you got it wrong, actually. Uh, there's, so there's a hole next to you on the wall. Put that phrase in it. The, the phrase is, feels don't care about your facts. That's I what see. it is. Okay. Incredible uh, compliment to a writer and to a, to a work. And here, Eric Blair would beat the ever-loving shit out of both of these people. He wouldn't, because he had, like, chronic tuberculosis, so he was not in a good way. Don't ruin my moment. Don't ruin my moment here. He fought in the Spanish-American War. Spanish Civil War. He did not fight. Spanish-American War he was not in, no. Spanish Civil War. He articulates this concept. I mean, I think the great one you use is that the people who say they're anti-racist are the ones... They do the same shit with Hemingway, where they're like, ah, oh, Hemingway was a real man's man. First of all, sure. Second of all, he would have hated the shit out of you. Again, he <laughs> went to fight on the anti-fascist side in Spain. Like they He would have looked at both of the- these fuckers and been like, so you two are always talking about how big and tough and manly you are while you sit in comfy chairs in a studio and yeah. talk about how evil the left is. And then he knew, wouldn't have uh, said it because he wouldn't have been able to get here from Cuba where he lived <laughs> at the end of his life. Yeah. <laughs> Who are acting in a racist way. And the way George Orwell describes it is he calls it doublethink. Mm-hmm. So doublethink is... Pause see, it. See, that is, uh, before you say your piece, that is, I think, the core of what this all comes down to and how they have this radically stupid interpretation of this book is they don't know what Orwell meant by doublethink. They haven't... <laughs> thought about it very deeply but they have some vague feels about what doublethink means mainly formed by the way right-wing media has used the phrase doublethink over the last 40 or 50 years doublethink is conscious cognitive dissonance that's Mm -hmm. all it is yeah it's being aware that two facts don't necessarily match but still being able to hold those two facts in your head at the same time as facts it's not well the people who say they're anti-racists are the real racists yes yeah exactly is this idea that you, you hold two contradictory ideas at exactly the same time. People do that Somehow. all the time. It's called cognitive dissonance. Well, well let me tell you, uh, you're not watching the video, but Michael, right before he said that, flipped open the book to where he very clearly has the page marked for that quote and is reading it directly. I off am the page. actually watching the video as well. Okay. And he is not going to understand what it means. Yeah. 
So you, you can never admit that the ideas don't make any sense. But you, So for instance, we have to w get rid of America's terrible past, which had segregation. And the way we're going to do that is institute segregation. Through segregation. That's how he thinks that phrase applies. It doesn't. That's not how that applies. That's not, here's, here's an actual uh, example of doublethink. Uh, and let's just say America, uh, uh, greatest nation to ever, ever be created, um, America um, has a lot of problems. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't have any problems. It doesn't have any problems. America doesn't have any problems. No, that's. I mean, it has. That, that, it ha Benedict. It has problems. Look, it has problems. They're all caused by the left. But it doesn't, well, it doesn't have any problems though. It doesn't have any yeah. problems, and you can't criticize those problems. Okay. Right? You understand? You understand? No, but America has problems, but it doesn't have problems. <laughs> it never had any problems. I never and it, it Look, it always had problems, but it never had any problems. Exactly. You understand? Yeah. Do you understand? I've got it. I, look, I want my kids to learn about, uh, uh, you know, let's just say the civil rights movement. But I don't want my kids to learn about the civil rights movement. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> I want to learn about the civil rights movement, but not Malcolm X. Mm. I, I Look, I, uh, I would love my kids to learn about Henry Ford. Uh, uh, I, I, I would not but like my kids to learn about Henry Ford's book, the International Jew. I would yep. not like to make it. You that understand. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Carry on. Segregation. Look, yep. think about it this way. What's like the hottest book on the left right now? It's White Fragility. Yes. What's the subtitle of White Fragility? I don't know what it that is exactly, but in essence, book it's. That was never the hottest book on the left. What? That was never the hottest book on the left. I mean, it, it so, was on the New York Times bestsellers list, but yeah, like, the hottest but like, book on the left, maybe not. No. And also, like, some. And it was partly because some corporate people chose that opportunity to get Robin DiAngelo, to pay Robin DiAngelo a ridiculous amount yes. of money <laughs> to come in and do workshops so that they could pretend they were doing anti-racism. Yeah. Carry on. Something like how white people can blah, blah, blah. That's racist. Okay, at least yeah. fucking look it up, dickhead. Carry on. No, no, Benedict. It is called White Fragility, How White People Can Blah, Blah, Blah. That is exactly <laughs> what the book is called. That's right. That in <laughs> yeah, and of right, itself right. is racist. Yeah. Forget white fragility. Well, but then if you say how white people, the implication is all white people are... No, uh, Dave. No, because, Dave. It's uh, just you specifically. Uh, you understand how Dave that, that Rubin can blah 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 blah. Racism is not just recognizing uh, that there are white people and there are people who white people have denied uh, uh, that they are white people for most of uh, modern history. Um, it, 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 racism is is different. It's something else. Um, it's what those white people did. That's what racism is. Mm -hmm are this, whatever yeah. this is, that is racist. So you, they hold these two ideas that are completely at odds with each other, and they hold it because that allows you to believe anything basically at any given time. I mean, this is just colorblind racism, right? I mean, to be serious for a moment, this is just yeah. the issue of the right believing in colorblind racism, mm -hmm. uh, and, or I mean, not believing, but believing that Pushing. Yeah. the only way to not be racist is to be quote unquote colorblind. Mm -hmm. it, like, it's just believing that, oh, well, you know, uh, yes, we treated them terribly for hundreds of years, but, um, you know, but if we... we fixed it now. If we do anything to help advance and uh, uh, remedy those issues of the past, well, that's racist against me because, you know, I wanted my kid to go to Harvard. Yeah. And I'm sure that even though I don't know why he didn't get in, it couldn't be with the fact that his grades were shit. It must be because uh, some black kid... Affirmative action. Yeah, it must be. This is the key. Yeah. You know, so many words just have entered our language because of this book. Mm -hmm. Words like double think or new speak mm -hmm. or, or big big brother is one. And new speak is the one That's I want to focus on. That's about it. New really, speak honestly, is like... political. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think if there are any more that pop to the top of my head. Um, yeah, a lot of the words that he came up with that actually were new speak didn't quite catch on because yeah. none of them were really catchy. They just weren't, they didn't No, and like deliberately so. Well. Yeah. Deliberately so. They were supposed to be clunky and harsh mm -hmm. on the ear because it's it takes away the uh, the will to write something beautiful. That's mm -hmm. part of the point of fucking Newspeak is that it's not supposed to be poetic. You're not supposed to be able to do ni nice things with the language. This is really... Whew. They're so bad at this, aren't they? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I told you how good this video was. I, look, I haven't read this, as I said, for years. This is awakening memories in me <laughs> that I'm just like... So, oh, there's another one on Brave New World. I know. I, we're going to have to do that because I'm so excited to see it's what they Ted, say about Brave Ted New Cruz, World. It's Ted Cruz, so it's going to be great. It's the, the drugs are going to mm -hmm. be, yeah. Yep. It's oh, gonna they're going to be all about that. Correctness. Yeah. And the theory of Newspeak is that the party, Big Brother, is going to get rid of all the old language that people have used for centuries and centuries, 
the racist swear words, the, you know, the, the racial slurs that yeah. we're not allowed to use. That, that's obviously what Orwell was talking about, was people criticizing you for using racial epithets. Yeah, racial slurs, yeah, that's it. And replace it with this new ideological, party-approved clean language, which sounds robotic, it sounds so crazy. I instead of saying something is bad, you'll say it's ungood or double plus ungood. Right, right. but so what does that sound like we're, right now? It sounds like he, him, they, yeah. No, it, it doesn't. doesn't. Actually, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't, Dave. That's you know why? Actually, do you know why? Because those are the words we've used for centuries. Yes. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> yes. Her, all of these things. So again, it's like, wow, how did he do this in 19... Okay, to be fair, just on like a verbal, the way it hits your ear, like some words, because they're conjoined words, like trans femme or trans mask, do sound a little bit like newspeak, but that's just because they're conjunctions they're just words they're combined compound together. words they're yeah, compound exactly. words like exactly also those would have been better examples to use dave exactly dumbass dumbass double plus ungood example dave. <laughs> exactly sure i think there's some relation to you know it's after world war ii and there there's obviously some parallels to the way the nazis use language it? and things like that how have you not done any research on this any. fucking book oh okay here's my theory here's my theory both of these people know that Orwell was a socialist. I don't but think they Dave Rubin knows. I really oh, okay. I, I can't Knowles 1,000% knows. Yeah, I believe that Knowles knows. And Knowles knows that that can't come up in this video. Yeah. Because they can't let their listeners know that. They can't let them know that this book that we think is really good and we're telling you is about the left is by a social... Because someone might accidentally Google Orwell and yeah. then find out what the book is actually about. And that would be a problem. But, like, here's the thing. They should just say it's about Stalinism because it is. And that yeah. would help because they'd be like, hey, the left is getting more and more like Stalin, which would be a good argument for them to make if they want to make this argument. It'd be good propaganda for them to yeah. make. It wouldn't no, be a good exactly, argument. No, so, sorry, what I mean is if they want to make this argument, the correct way to do it is to say the left is becoming totalitarian from a place on the left, much like Stalin did. That's yep. how you make this argument. Don't make me do this for you. <laughs> We better not accidentally give them notes. We better hope they don't <laughs> become the patrons and listen to this. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Um, but it's still, it's still pretty remarkable. And, and I guess the premise, as you touched on, yeah. is that if I change my words, if I change the language, I will change reality. Mm -hmm. It's funny how they never mention which words it is they are concerned are being changed. Mm -hmm. Funny how that doesn't come up. Yep. Mm ties into the insistence of the government. You have to believe that two plus two equals five, because if we all really believe that, then that will be true, and it seems to be the same. If we all believed that, then it would be true, because that's how language works. Yeah, and also, what is religion but that? So shut the fuck up. I could say that two plus two equals kerfuffle, and if we all agree now that the name for that thing that two plus two equals is kerfuffle, then all of a sudden, two plus two equals kerfuffle. Because yeah. words are arbitrary. They, we decide what they mean. That's true. They are connections of random noises that come out of our vocal cords. For example, And we I decided think, to give a meaning to. I think both uh, Dave Rubin and Michael Knowles are fucking idiots, which is a great compliment in my world. And Benedict if we all believe that, <laughs> <laughs> then it will be true. Same thing when you call a he, when you call him, her, you have really substantively changed who he is. Yeah. No, it's not because no. of the language. You're just doing a transfer. That is there. not why that happens. That yeah. is, they believe in magic, don't they? Well, yeah. I mean, they do believe in magic because you know they're Christian fascists, but they also believe in magic, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, this, what's interesting about this is I think when most people, maybe not my conservative friends, but when most people think of like the totalitarian, authoritarian yeah. state coming, they always think it's going to be a far right state. Like the idea in 1984. Is because um, uh, that's, that's what is, uh, that's the side that's attempting to do that. That's why, yeah. Dave. That's why that the Ministry of Truth, like the, the whole apparatus, is somehow thought of as far right, I yeah. think, is the idea. Uh, well, I mean, even in, in, guess... or in the book, it is left. Or, I mean, it is, ec you know, we could talk about how economics versus social policy and all that, but, you know, if we just accept that communism, or at least uh, Soviet communism, is, in one sense, left, 
then it's left because that's what it was the analogy for. Yeah, I think it, it maybe spawned from the left. I think you can make an argument that Stalin is actually quite. Well, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, even like the proles, like, get some kind of, like, not minimum wage, but like something like that. They get, like, looked after by the state in some way. Uh, so we are 11 minutes into this. I'm trying to get us to 15. So okay, we can be right fine. at the middle before we... I'm, I'm not saying you have to stop talking and interrupting because okay. I know I'm not going to be able to not interrupt. Okay. I'm just saying we're gonna, we are gonna got about four minutes left before we will uh, end okay. it for the That's day. Okay. Um, if you like something like V for Vendetta, it's the idea is that... He does not understand V for Vendetta. No. It's this far right. Alan Moore would beat the shit out of him. Alan Moore would. Alan Moore is more <laughs> left-wing than anyone we've ever discussed on this podcast. I love Alan Moore political machine that's silencing people and everything else and yet look what's happening in reality now in reality now it's this far left thing that's seemingly bubbling up from the bottom yeah and that's an interesting flip on mm. this huh. pressure from above pressure from below is that ah, he uh, did the hand thing too he sort of yeah. did the hand thing yeah. I was, yeah yeah so it's it's one of those things where it's like there's so much truth and yet there's still these like offshoots where you can kind of go oh it's not exactly right, but it's like, it's pretty much there. Well, even slightly beyond 19... It's not even... Close. Close. It's yeah. just not even close. 84, but still on the themes. And okay, I do, like, do we have to do the comparison and be like, okay, they, uh, uh, 1984, totalitarian world run by a brutal dictator who may or may not exist in the form of Big Brother, uh -huh. uh, and people are tortured to believe whatever they're told to believe. Um, modern day society... Um, black Not men that. were murdered by police, so there were protests. Yep. And we Same are thing, courteous, Benedict. Trying to be courteous towards trans people's pronouns. Yeah. Like. Same thing. Yeah. And still on George yeah. Orwell. George yeah. Orwell wrote a very famous essay called Politics in the English Language. Mm -hmm. You don't get to talk about that. You don't get to talk about politics in the English language. I have it, actually, on my bookshelf. <laughs> I'm going to go pick it up. Go grab it. Please do. Because I do have uh, it pulled up with a certain section uh, that I would like to read as soon as you come back to the mic because you did just actually walk away to go grab your book. Sorry, and, uh, I'm just that. getting my uh, my politics in the English language. Mm -hmm. oh, sorry, carry on. Let me uh, let me let uh, uh, Michael speak, and we will talk mm -hmm. about what he has to say about politics in the English language. And in it, he says that the word fascism no longer has any meaning. All fascism means is something <laughs> I don't like. So, and when you look around today, that, that word, probably more than any other word, has been abused beyond having any meaning. Yeah. Benedict, allow me to read for you the section that Michael Knowles has just, I don't know, let's say like, if you had a bowl of cherries and you were to grab one of them from it. Oh, um, cherry a, picks? Well, yeah, let's just say there's a word for that. Uh, quote, the word fascism has now no meaning except insofar as it signifies something not desirable. The words democracy, socialism, freedom, patriotic, realistic, justice, have each of them several different meanings which cannot be reconciled with one another. In the case of the word like democracy, not only is there no agreed definition, but the attempt to make one is resisted from all sides. It is almost universally felt that when we call a country democratic, we are praising it. Consequently, the defenders of every kind of regime claim that it is a democracy, and fear that they might have to stop using that word if it were tied down to any one meeting. Words of this kind are often used in a consciously dishonest way. Yeah, um... Do you know what the thrust of that essay is? I, I do. It's how much he hates fucking the way people write and speak. Yeah, it's people using <laughs> imprecise language. But this is the portion of it that I believe Michael would dislike the most. <clears throat> uh, words of this kind are often used in a consciously dishonest way. That is, the person who uses them has his own private definition, but allows his hearer to think he means something quite different. Statements like, Marshal Patton was a true patriot. The Soviet press is the freest in the world. The Catholic Church is opposed to persecution are almost always made with intent to deceive. I will once again bring up the time that I was in a DC bar and Michael Knowles, me not having a fucking clue who he was, tried to convince me that the Catholic Church is the one true faith because a priest came up with the term Big Bang. That's it. That was it. Okay, that was great. Get into it. All right. Yeah. Well, I think one of the interesting things is the way that we all... Uh, Orwell was an atheist, by the way, also. That's another yeah. point to bring up. Yeah, these guys not going to address that portion of it no. either.
we're all guilty of it at times, the way we all can use these words to yeah. mean more than they're supposed to mean or we yeah. widen them. But look, this is saying... Like there is a reasonable point to be made, and we have made it before, that some terms are overused and mm -hmm. used to the point where the people using them don't mean what they say by them, which is why I have an entire fucking episode of our podcast where I attempted to define fascism. Yep. Thing we've talked about forever. You call everybody a Nazi, congratulations, now nobody's a yep. Nazi. You call No, no, some people are still Nazis. Yeah, very much uh, so. Dave. In fact, more of them than before. A lot not of them than, who not you have hung out with from time to time, yeah. as a matter of fact. People who've uh, been around you a lot. Well, everybody a fascist, and then when the real fascists come, nobody is going to be is going to be listening or it's paying attention. You know, it's fashion. the boy who cried it's wolf, in essence. Oh my so, fucking god! You knew it was coming. You're fucking psychic. I want to assure everyone that was not an editing trick. Benedict said it right before Dave did. <laughs> I told you this video was so good. It's so good. Oh god. So, okay. so I think there's there's just sort of this endless. There's this endless destruction of everything that's true. I guess that's really what the book is about in many ways, more than anything else. Yes. That there, there, there is truth. No, it's about Stalinism in most yep. ways. That's amazing. Which, it's I about. mean, it's kind of about the destruction of truth. Sure. Sure. Uh, truth, there actually is truth, and there actually is history, and there Who actually is... Who decides what that is, though? Well, uh, that would be um, people assigned by a certain governor in Florida, I would believe. Yeah. Uh, who belong to various DeSantis Ministry of Truth. Yeah, yeah that's it time and, a, and a, a chronology that shows us what is real but if you can destroy by the way that does make me chuckle thinking of the number of people dave has had on his show who believe the earth is five thousand years old yep that's also funny destroy that yeah if you can destroy that fabric you can get people to say two plus two is five and it'll make sense oh, stop going on so about two plus two is I, five. i'm obviously frustrated uh, as i read yeah. this because yeah, yeah, i look yeah. around and i say oh my gosh it's really happening there's this one bit of the story that a lot of people don't talk about, but there, there's this recurring old nursery rhyme that Winston and Julia keep going back to, and the line goes, Oranges and lemons, say the bells of St. Clements. You owe me three farthings, say the bells of St. Martin's. And they, they seem to get this real joy, this real pleasure out of going back. There's just some nursery rhyme. It certainly doesn't sound like anything that now the party-controlled language talks about anymore. So... So um, Orwell has a long history in his books of portraying his hatred for people who are, you know, hippies, mm -hmm. frivolous, mindless. Uh, and that's always been my interpretation of that, is it's just him adding a little bit of, nah, maybe these guys aren't perfect, something like that. No, I well, potentially partly, but I think it's also, um, you have to remember that it's, I think it, uh, to me it's always been something to do with like the oral tradition of stuff you can't erase so uh, you can erase things from the history books but you can't erase the popular memory of things because the the way the the nursery rhyme goes on is it basically it references various bits of london and churches and things like that all around see london. i didn't know about that i didn't know it was an actual nursery yeah rhyme. no it's oranges and lemons <laughs> say the bells of saint clemens you owe me three farthings say the bells of saint martin's oh when i can hear that playing in my mind in bells yeah like i feel like that's like a common tune that like clock tower bells play yeah exactly um so it's a but yeah i mean it 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 basically is or it's a journey around london um so i think it's it's partly that of like you can't kill all ties to the past and people okay. will like there's a popular memory aspect to it well they're about to have a very different interpretation than that cool let's do the last so there's this this other part where winston is getting getting down and dirty with julia right getting down and dirty yeah that's what the book's about. He has a lot of fucking in his books between yep. people who are very sexually repressed. Yep. Or people who really want to fuck who can't fuck. Is a you lot know big, why? Because that was Orwell also trip. him. Yeah. Yep. That is he wasn't the most handsome guy on the planet. Let's be fair about insert that. from Orwell. <laughs> he, is not, he did not fuck. I will say that. Right. She tells him that she's been with lots of men before him. And instead of being repulsed by that, Winston gets excited. And he says, anything that hinted at corruption always filled him with a wild hope. Mm -hmm. in this clinical ideological society how is it that actually a little bit of corruption fills you with hope well because humans it. are supposed to use 
did they just not say anything about the nursery rhyme? He was just like, there's this nursery rhyme. That's kind of weird. And I think it's going to come back in a second. Okay, all right, carry on, carry on. It's their imagination. We're supposed to hope. We're supposed to dream. We're supposed to have passion. We're supposed to have sex. We're yeah. supposed to live, right? Like, we're supposed to do all of supposed those things. Supposed to make mistakes? You're supposed to make mistakes. Right. You're supposed to do things so that you can either realize they're good things to do that fulfill you or maybe they don't or they do in the short term and then you have to reevaluate and all those things but in a super sterilized world yeah when you can never break that conformity then the tiniest hint oh i'm sleeping with somebody who's really been around the block yeah. <laughs> is suddenly really is suddenly really really exciting and by the way we see many versions of that right now with political correctness which is sort of like if you keep everybody completely politically correct all the time yeah. suddenly we'll all start wanting to be not politically correct now i think that's i'm yeah. shaving my head and getting the swastika tattoo because it feels so good to just break away from the political correctness of our the time. sheep that are not nazis yeah good right now right yeah. we need more people to break out of it but you know the idea of political correctness generally comes, I think, like most things, it's the road to hell is paved with good intentions. When people say I, they want to be politically correct, they want to make sure that people aren't offended. Now yeah. you do that too long, and what are you left with? You're left with just nothing. You're left with an inability to do anything. So when we watch people cancel each other on Twitter and we watch mobs and everything go after everybody, in a way they're they're trying to pretend they're pious. Hmm. I'm so great, right. and if anyone else steps out, I think Dave has completely lost the thread. He has, I, he has no idea what he's saying. I, I, I think he's talking. <laughs> yeah, I think he's just talking. As someone who has also lost the thread many times when I've been talking, and then tried to bring it back to something smart, this is what that's happening. All right, let's give it about another twenty seconds to let Michael do his uh, rejoinder to that, and then we okay. will uh, end it for the day. Out a line and says something that that I don't like. I don't believe. I'll destroy them because. I'm so much better. Because I'm so much better and because yeah. human nature can be perfected. Right? I mean, that's well, sort of, of course it can be. I, 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 of course. We're on the path there. And if only we had the right language and, and the, the right erasure language. of time. and the. It's not about perfecting human nature. The book is about subjugation. That's what it's about. That's the point of the 2 plus 2 equals 5. They're not interested in making better humans. They're interested in making humans who obey. Yeah. That's why under each picture of Big Brother is the word obey. Yeah. That's why the t-shirt brand exists. <laughs> I think that was enough for today. I think it's enough. God, I, did I, was I right when I yeah, told no, you how this good this fun. was? We should do these as Patreon episodes. In I, so that's my thought, right? I said at the beginning that I thought, I think the patrons are probably going to agree that this is pretty fucking fun and yeah. maybe a good way let to let us know let us know you what know, you think if we finish this one and we're still happy maybe we move on to another one uh you know we'll see how it goes we're doing brave new world at some point we have to we have to do it we don't yeah. have a we don't have an option we have to but thank you all so much for being our wow you were having so much fun you didn't mind that we went over an hour on the patron only yeah see this That's is what i'm saying if you made me do fun <laughs> things all the time i wouldn't care as much Thank you all, as always, for being our patrons. Uh, we will be back. Uh, uh, there's another. There's going to be a tidbit that's going to be releasing uh, uh, after the next week's episode that you'll hear that we recorded at the end of uh, next week's episode when we were doing that. It won't make sense to release that before the episode. No. So I'm not going to do you know. So you've got this continuing first. something we started. But thank you all, as always. Uh, we are going to you know uh, do that other page. And only this month we're not going to we're going to catch up. We're going to get everything back up and going, hopefully. And. Uh, Bye. podcast is a production of Kevin and Benedict Productions. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Music for this podcast is by Silverman Sound Studios. Find out more at silvermansound.com.